Hey everybody, you're listening to the Out of Your Head Podcast. I'm Johnny Nelson, and this is episode 18 with special guest Erin Field. Erin Field is a delight. She also is a stand-up comedian. She's an improviser and a teacher at the Second City. Erin, just like me, grew up in West Michigan, uh, where in her youth she grew up being the self-proclaimed fat kid and held amateur wrestling matches in her backyard. So she's pretty stinking cool. In this episode, Erin and I get to talk about ghost stories, which uh, I hate ghost stories and love them at the same time. (laughs) She has some really good ones. Uh, We talk the differences between stand-up comedy and improvisation, growing up in West Michigan, and both going to a megachurch as well. Megachurches that were next door, but not the same one. Uh, If you're uh, interested in watching these episodes, they're all up on the YouTubes. And you can find them all there. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Wherever you're listening, if you don't mind leaving a review or a comment or subscribing, all that sort of stuff uh, is a big help. Thank you so much and enjoy episode 18 with Aaron Field. build it yeah 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 it's just gonna go up as it is <laughs> and so you're like okay everybody aaron field is here <laughs> <laughs> just we just segued right into this just right into me hey guys i'm here <laughs> hey uh aaron field and i have a couple things in common comedy mm. and also west michigan we do we do we have west michigan and com- actually we have something real in common yeah, uh, my new roommate. Oh, uh, right, is Adam Ray, and he was actually recently on the podcast I host, and uh, it came up later afterwards. He's like, "Do you know Johnny Nelson?" And I was like, "Sure do," because we went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, he said that... you were a total peach. I was like, "Yeah, I don't know what happened." <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh that's that Johnny awesome. Nelson. Everyone knows him. He's the meanest person you'll ever meet. Uh, Fucking piece of shit. Oh god, the worst. I think when I am mean, though, then people like, I was like mean to children today. Oh, yeah. They take me more serious because, you know, if, if you like kind of generally act like a peach mm-hmm. and then you fucking blow up, people are like, oh, now. Oh, yeah. Now it's go time. That's the same with me. I'm like, I'm generally like my demeanor is pretty cheery. But when I'm pissed, like, and when I'm like on <laughs> yeah. a 10, you don't want that. Like, and I'll admit too, like, it takes a lot for me to get to that point. But like, when I'm there, I get clappy. I clap all of my syllables out. I'm just like, you don't know. Uh, 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 and just like claps in between oh, it. Oh, your cadence is clappy. Yeah, my cadence is very clappy. Yes, exactly. Uh, I get very like, I don't know what it is. I think it shows dominance in my opinion. The staccato clappiness of it all. Uh, yeah, I just like. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a barrage. Yeah, just a barrage. Yeah, I, I'm like going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to have percussion instruments. I'm going to have a bunch of stuff on deck for when I cuss you out. Like, yeah. you don't want me on a 10, but yeah so you were mean to children i was today? mean to children today i'm teaching children well i wasn't mean to them i was stern i was stern mm-hmm. they, like, a they started grabbing a chair and like pushing each other and throwing each other they're, they're like 14 uh, yeah normal and i was stuff. and i was like hey this is gonna stop right now <laughs> but to be fair here's the thing though 
that's that age though where you just want to grab ass all the time and well i think oh like 10 God. to 14 they start really grab assing but like my brothers and i we did backyard wrestling <laughs> like that was the age i did backyard wrestling so do you have a trampoline you're on we sure did Good. how did you know yeah because i wrestled what? too my brother i wrestled my brother and he didn't want to be wrestled oh that was my backyard wrestling that's uh, yeah just come over and <laughs> suplex his ass and just be like surprise <laughs> surprise wrestling match yeah, we had a back. Uh, actually, we had a wrestling ring uh, after. Uh, we we actually had a wrestling ring in our backyard because my brother was an amateur wrestler. Oh, no kidding. Uh-huh. Oh, so we had entrance music playing. <laughs> we had a whole ring in our backyard. Aaron, I understand you more already. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> How could you not? Like, that's my whole personality is backyard wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, that's my aura. That's who I am. I, like, at any point in time could point you to a ladder and, like, a uh, baking sheet to hit somebody with. Like, that is my vibe. I'm like, sure, I could. Uh, I My old roommate used to get so mad at me when I'd be like, yeah, I'm white trash. She's like, don't say that. I'm like, no, I did the things. Like, the checklist of, like, making yourself white trash is like, I'm on there. I put ketchup on my macaroni. I'm already there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yum, yum. I'm like, this is mine. <laughs> Um, so I want to, I want to get real nasty today. Okay. I want to get, get real nasty and talk comedy with you a little bit because oh, talking yeah. comedy is nasty, isn't it? Mm, it can be. You it can, can be. You're like, I can be salty. Gross. I'm not going to lie. Gross. Don't talk about comedies, you know, but I, <laughs> you're, you're a stand up. I am. And I'm dipping my toes mm. and I'm just like hungry. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to hear people's perspective being, who are being in the stand-up world. And and as a Chicagoan who's a stand-up, right, uh, did you also, you've also done the whole improv track thing too. Oh, yeah. Which is, I think, you know, a lot of people who come into the comedy world are so surprised to hear how isolated those worlds are from each mm-hmm. other. Not necessarily in crossover of what they entail, but crossover of who does what. Yeah, it's like West Side Story. It yes, really it is. is. Like yes, it's it is. the improvisers versus the stand-ups. <laughs> it really. Oh, a hundred percent. Like. Uh huh. Yeah, I I couldn't. Uh, like I have an experience because I I got on a team of a of a comedy theater, and one of the coaches, uh, who I, at the time when I was cast was not at the auditions, or he was. Sorry, he was. He I just got put on his team, and he didn't really have a say in it. I think. Oh boy. Because he was like first rehearsal or like first like jam session we're all hanging out he's like you're a stand-up right and i'm like yeah but i do improv you know that's why i'm here uh, yeah. i auditioned i yeah. i got i got the part like everybody else here and he's like <laughs> yeah you fuck <laughs> yeah like but he's like but you're a stand-up and he legit like intentionally and I know now this, and I can say this with complete confidence, made the schedule so that I couldn't be a part of the team after Aww. a while because he, in his mind, would always bring up the fact that it had stand-up. And I know what it is because this person was bad at stand-up, like did not succeed in stand-up. This person was coaching the team? Yes. Okay. He did not succeed in stand-up, and I found that out later on, <laughs> and I went, oh, okay. Like, maybe that has some, you know, and it could be anything. Maybe I'm a horrible person to work with. Who knows? But, like, I think I'm pretty okay, and I, I don't think... I would agree so far. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I haven't around me enough. I haven't seen together. much of your staccato side dressed no. towards me. No, no. And I'm I'm like I'll work for use band aid and like a, a pack of tic tacs. You're also a fucking powerhouse. Like you're the person like you want on your team if you're going into a workshop and you're like, all right, I don't have the energy or like, <laughs> these, these people are going to be little shits. You're like, Aaron's going to bring it. Mm. Because we've worked on a couple, yeah, like, we've, we've done a few, like, oh, yeah, especially with workshops. kids, like oh, a hard yeah. one. Like, we, we've worked on some hard workshops together where it's like, hey, um, so they're all going to be three years old. There's a hundred of them. Oh, and the air condition's broken. Um, and it's lunchtime, but they haven't had anything to eat for four days. Like, we've been terrible. <laughs> so, yeah. and you're like, okay, first of all, those that's child endangerment. Second of all, like, what? Yeah. Like, why would you bring us this? And then you're like, Okay. And to be clear, we're not doing uh, shows for these kids. We're trying to like teach, teach them. them. Trying, it's yeah. You're, you're as I, much as you can. It's guided playtime. At, guided play time. At, under a certain age, it's guided playtime, right? Uh, and then above and certain, and a certain age, it's guided playtime too. When you're older, right? A hundred percent. Like on how you look at it. You're you're teaching adults how to play because they're scarred from the world. When you're teaching improv, like when you're teaching kids, you're just trying to focus and harness that power they have of <laughs> yeah. like they they kids can out improvise you all day long if you if you're a grown adult who does improv and thinks that isn't a possibility sorry it is like <laughs> yeah. kids are going to be way funnier than you ever will be because they're kids and they're uncensored we still think even like the most talented improviser will still think about some of the choices they make when they're doing it and kids are just like nah i'm crazy <laughs> like yeah. i'm gonna i'm a cowboy astronaut right now and they will commit too hard they'll commit for months <laughs> like that's kids for you you know yeah you watch that we we were just talking about um like 14 year old kids and like you watch that also like melt away at a certain age yeah where it's like i feel like junior high all of a sudden well we know because we all did junior high mm -hmm. it's like everything just like collapses around you and you don't even know how to be a person yeah it's sad and then you watch those kids come back like uh, if like you know you know a kid in your life and they're like going through that age and then like they disappear almost and they mm -hmm. can't they even talk to you and then they come back a couple years later and they're like hey how's it going and you're like what i thought you hated me i thought you oh <laughs> i feel like also <laughs> just side note like when you're teaching and you notice that one person or that one kid that just looks so miserable the whole time and you're like oh they're hating this they're hating this and then you get done and they're like that changed my life and you're like what <laughs> like, yeah, yeah that yeah. was great i loved it and yeah you're like, you're like okay well thanks for letting me feel like you hated it the whole time exactly i was like did anyone tell you about your face like do you, you know you have a face <laughs> yeah, that yeah, hurts yeah. feelings right like <laughs> yeah. i just need you to know but oh. yeah no like kids they lose that imagination and that like sense of play at a certain age and it's tragic to see that but also mm. i went through the same thing where i was like i was funny but i was never outwardly funny to kids like i was always funny at home oh. and then at a certain age like i grew out of i grew out of that not grew out of that i knew what it was there's a catalyst i worked for <laughs> a haunted house like at 15 and they gave me a sweatshirt and they're like you can put anything you want on it and i was like okay so i put fat kid on the back of it because at the time <laughs> i was also like 120 some odd pounds heavier in high school right so when i put it on there and went to school kids were like oh you know 
oh that's <laughs> that's awesome you know you know you're a fat kid and i was like yeah like silently dying inside but still being like ah right yeah but that gave me kind of like the um, motivation to not care anymore and to be funny and to take my power back yeah. in air quotes uh, you know man that is so imp- that's like one of the most important lessons i think of like doing comedy i so i grew up um doing or i should say grew up when i was in college i did shows for like about four years without getting a single note and okay yeah i know right you're perfect and, no, no the whole group didn't get a note because the person directing it didn't like i don't think they felt like they knew enough to be giving notes i don't know what their theory was okay um but um it was just like oh so like going out there with any sense of like you hardly had a sense of direction of like what you were supposed to do i was like well i really got comfortable being okay failing on stage and like you can rip that band-aid off yeah that's a big deal i want which i want to segue to you uh to uh stand up yeah because um you know i've only done stand-up a couple times and i'm like i i've always been like i gotta go out and do stand-up like this I know this is something I should be doing too because it's it would be fun. I would love it, but you get in your little comfort zone and you don't don't scooch over. Mm-hmm. And uh, as someone who's done both improv and has done stand up, I'd love to hear a little bit of like your take of like, well, you know, a stand up coming to improv as we kind of already mentioned before is one thing. What about like your observations as far as someone who's improv trained or sketch comedy tra- trained going to stand up? Any sort of observations? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, lay it. Do you just see on. my face? Lay it on Aaron. I want to know everything. Oh, uh, this is so. So also, Aaron. Aaron's been doing stand up for quite a while, right? Mm-hmm. You started in stand up, and yeah, then I did. And then you are also currently running a show in Wrigleyville on Thursday nights. Is that yeah, correct? I'm I am. I'm shameless plugging it now. Yeah, plug uh, I'm gonna plug it. Uh, so yeah, I'm running uh, an open mic called Clucks and Yucks. Name might be changing. We don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so don't don't look for that name. Look for the location. You look for the location. It's at Roost in Wrigleyville. Okay. Um, and it's a open mic uh, that starts at 8pm but I run it very much like a show because we have an audience already. Oh, that's awesome. Which is wonderful. We've only done three, and uh, we have an audience. Right off the heels of a Chicago opening up. Yep, yep. Right off the heels of, like, we reserve tables. We promote it through an email blast. These are things that are different from a lot of, you know, open mics you see, because a lot of times it'll just be, like, a list, maybe some advertisement, but we've got, like, the, you know, the owner is just, like, really wanting to make it successful which helps us make it successful yeah comics are so used it's hilarious because the comics that come in aren't used to being treated like uh, given six minutes of time because you get six minutes and but we cap it at like 15 16 comics we're not giving 25 some odd spots away but it makes it coveted now people want it so which is great and like if you're a comic and you want time you know all the things like it's a great place to go um but the funny thing is about like with you're talking about improvisers coming into stand up it is hard because improvisers are not used to rehearsing things oh, <laughs> and yeah. let alone you know writing down my material ahead of time not every improviser comes in you know just winging it but the mistake they make is i'm funny on stage improvising i'm going to be funny doing stand up you're playing off of somebody when you're improvising. Yeah. When you're a stand up, you're not. And they think they can do crowd work right away. 
Oh no, <laughs> that's not. Oh no, <laughs> I didn't mean to get all Midwestern mom on you. Oh, do it, please. Oh no, bring you, out your Midwestern wrestling mom. Oh, you can't do that. You know, you gotta be prepared. <laughs> yeah, clap it out for him too. They like they come in, they just don't have anything prepared, and then they go on stage, and then they try to do crowd work, but it doesn't. Crowd work only works when the crowd trusts you. The crowd knows when you don't have anything prepared. Uh-huh. The, the illusion is to have some something prepared but make people think this is the first time you're ever doing yeah. it in front of them that is the illusion it's like a lot of, like acting it's, <laughs> right? yeah, it's acting <laughs> this, is, line. Like it's this the is the first time. time we're bringing this to you right yeah. but like they go under with the guise of like i don't really need to do you know prepare anything it's like at the bare minimum you need to have a skeleton of what you're going to do like I remember, I hate doing this, but I watched Drag Race recently. I just got into <laughs> it. Wait, why do you hate doing this? Because <laughs> I, I, I keep referencing everything Drag Race in my life. Please. But um, I'm watching, I watched uh, the, I think, season four of All Stars. I just got into it, mind you. This is my first season, my first dip into it. And um, one of the drag queens on there was doing a talent show portion, and their talent was stand up. And before they went on, I was watching the episode, obviously, being like, oh, please, nobody do stand-up. And then <laughs> Jasmine Masters did stand-up, and it didn't go very well, but you can see all the queens beforehand being like, "You gonna? what are you going to do? And she's like, I'm just going to, I'm funny. And I went, no! Like, on the couch, I was like, I already know she's going to get eliminated. And she did. She got eliminated. Yeah. She went on stage. She didn't have anything prepared, and she bombed, and... I just it was like, man, that's hard to see. Like, I don't want to see anyone bombing ever. And I hate even using the term bombing, but like, it don't, it happens. <laughs> yeah. I bomb. Like, I've been doing this for eleven years. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm I have to have bombed at least once or twice, right? Like, you know, just <laughs> that all character. Yeah, only once or twice. <laughs> only once or twice. Everyone on this podcast needs to know I'm perfection. Uh, no, <laughs> I so definitely, uh, I've definitely eaten it uh, a few different times. But I mean, I mean like. Same thing with improv, right? It's like Same I've been improvising improv. for over a decade and like every once in a while you have that show and you're like, oh, that hurts so bad. That hurt my mind, body, and soul. Like, yeah, there's nothing quite like that feeling of just eating shit. <laughs> I was um, even just teaching a, a, a class recently with mask on mm-hmm. um, and it was, uh, it was these kid classes I teach wherever it is I teach. I'm not going to say the name. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like just having like the students like be like a little bit uncomfortable because of their age and sheltered behind a mask. I was like, oh, I was like, you know why this is rough teaching is because this really feels akin to bombing, but for three hours when, 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 when children don't want to be there. Which is the thing that's the thing you get different when you're teaching kids and adults is like yeah. adults are always electing to be there almost always unless it's yep, like a it's, work workshop. Yeah. And then like how many times in life are kids just told like you're going to this thing? <laughs> and it's like that's why whenever I teach kids the first thing I do when I start besides you know sitting in a chair backwards to show them I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is savvy. <laughs> yeah, right? Like let me get real with you turn the chair backwards. Um is I always go raise your hand if you wanted to be here. 
And they raise their hand. <laughs> oh no! And then I go, raise your hand if your parents made you be here. And then they raise. Then the kids look around a little bit, and then they raise their hand. And then for some reason, that gets them on my side. They're That's like, "Oh, you know." Oh, okay. You know that I don't want to be here. And so I go, cool. They could turn a corner. They turn like- a corner usually, like, because I go, yeah, this sucks, right? Cool. Well, I'm still going to do it. Like, if you want to hang, you can hang, but I get if you're pissed and you don't want to do this. But uh- then they're like, you know what? I'll try it since, <laughs> since, you know, you sat in a chair backwards and you. You made an effort to relate to me, and it's oh, and then I'll throw out some like slang. Like I really am a cliche like teacher on like any Disney Channel original movie and or show. I, I taught a um, I taught a, a kids class in Newark. I was like like a comedy summer camp, and um, one of the kids was told that he was going to basketball camp, oh. <laughs> and he didn't know until he got there. Uh, oh, that's like, going to be yeah, unpacked this is, in therapy. This is not basketball. <laughs> yeah, surprise, not space camp, homie. Like, you're uh, going to have to dribble, dribble your way all the way through summer, Air yeah, Bud. Go yeah. ahead, try your best. I uh, I interrupted you, and I, I rabbit trailed, and I forgot where I interrupted you. I'm so sorry. No, you're totally fine. We were talking about improvisers coming in the stand-up world, but... Yeah. No one talks about the stand-ups who... Here's the thing, though. Here's the difference. Improvisers will try both because, you know, they'll try stand-up and improv because they're like, yeah, cool. This is, like, my, uh, you know, uh, like, I want to do everything medium, right? But stand-ups tend to not want to do improv because they're, like, oh, it's not... They're purists. You know what I mean? I've met some real purist stand-ups where they're like, you can't... No props, no nothing on stage, just you and the mic. And I'm like, okay, what about a stool? You want that up there too? But like, they just get so like upset when improvisers try to have a beverage like water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They loved their. About one bottle of water. Oh, my God. My favorite thing is when someone's doing four minutes and they bring up a bottle of water. I'm like, you ain't going to get thirsty. (laughs) It's going to take you three minutes to open up that bottle of water. Like, you're wasting your time on stage by just finicking with, like, but they they show up with a blazer, right? They look like old school 90s comics. Like, you know. No. Yeah. I've I've seen it all. Like, yeah, yeah, of course you have. And I also stopped telling people I did uh, or do comedy. Uh, a long time ago. That's so smart. Yeah, I stopped because it's ruined a lot of things for me. <laughs> That's so smart, Aaron. I, like, uh, I don't tell Uber drivers anymore. Genius. Yeah, because uh, actually, one took one of them took my class one time. I t- he was like, "Can you really learn stand up?" And I gave him kind of like a five minute spiel on kind uh-huh. of what I do and some insights. And he was like, "Oh." And then weeks later, I was like. Weren't you my Uber driver? Like, and he uh, signed up cool. for my class. That's and I cool. Was like, that's really cool. But I was on a plane one time, and it was like a four-hour no. trip. And this guy was like, "Oh, I'm an aspiring comic," and I'm like, "Oh no, don't." Yeah, a don't lot of times it. they're not aspiring comics. They just want to tell you their life stories, and they're like, "Isn't that funny?" And you're like, "That's <laughs> traumatic." <laughs> like. That is not a stand-up comedy situation. That is a therapy situation, but. You know, a lot of times people use comedy as therapy. So who yeah. am I to like nitpick? I'm like, 
but you got to have a punchline. You got to have some humor. Like sometimes people just want to do stuff too soon after it's happened. Like, oh really? You know, like what is it? Tragedy plus time equals comedy, right? Right. I was like, what is it? And then said it completely. We <laughs> <laughs> all know me answering my own question over here, like a jerk. like a teaching moment. Yeah, and and what do we all say? <laughs> Tragedy plus time equals comedy. Very good, kids. <laughs> We're all engaged. I can see your parents didn't make you come here. Um, but yeah, no, sometimes people just do it too close to the thing that happened. And it just is like, they want it to be like real, like, like, um, what is it? Lord have mercy. Uh, his name's escaping me. Richard Pryor. Yeah. Uh, when he like, um, I believe mainline, I might get the drug wrong, uh, cracker heroin. And he set his hair on fire and people were like, ah, that's hilarious. I'm like, yeah, but there was enough time from when it happened to people find it hilarious. Sometimes yeah. people just get on stage on an open mic and they're like, I miss my girlfriend. Oh, I miss no. her parents. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> this is, <laughs> you're going through a breakup. Yeah. You should not oh, be here. Boy. Yeah. Um, is someone who does stand up yourself and they're like certain, well, what, what is your, what is your particular preference as far as like stand up goes? Like what sort of stand up comedy like gets you like a genuine laugh, not like a teacher laugh, but like a genuine laugh. Oh yeah. I got both of those. We yeah. all know I do. Yeah. Uh, my roommate was telling me today, I was like, he's ah! like, you got a laugh. That's a nice laugh. And then you have a real laugh. Yeah, you're actually and, uh, tickled. But it's funny because both of them that. sound terrible. I have control <laughs> over one of them and they both sound me, like, at least give me the, um, the forced one. <laughs> <laughs> That was kind of sweet. Yeah, that's my... <laughs> and then if I really find it funny, I go... <laughs> that's apparently the difference. If someone's doing an impression... Someone did an impression of me, and that's what it is. I was like, that's very true, though. I do have those um, those laughs. <laughs> the... <laughs> and then... <laughs> but what really gives me... Gets me chuckling um, on stage, like stand-up-wise, is when it is kind of those dark moments and dark stories and then they have those little bits of humor because for me it's like those laughs get you so much harder when you're like oh god thank god there was a joke right like yeah yeah oh thank god you're alive it's funny okay right like mike berbiglia some of his stuff like i'm not a huge fan of all of it but some of his stuff made me laugh because he talked about just like you know, dark stuff. I can't, I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to get everyone's like jokes wrong is why I don't try to retell them, but talking about, I believe how he had testicular cancer and, um, he was just talking about that and it made me laugh so hard. I'm like, I'm a terrible person. I'm like, no, I'm human. And he made me feel different emotions, which elicited a bigger laugh. And so like those kind of things get me pretty hard. And, but for the most part, I'm a huge, just slapstick person. <laughs> I love, I love, yes, you are. I love slapstick. I love <laughs> physical humor. What you guys didn't see is at the start of this podcast, Aaron almost took down all of the setup, the cameras, the table, oh, just 100%. trying to get into the chair. It's out of pure jealousy. I just want my podcast to do better. So I just come in here. I'm like, yeah, I'll be a guest and just fuck your whole Johnny setup. Johnny can't afford up. a second camera. <laughs> you keep bringing cameras out. You're like, we've made that. We knew you were going to do this. So we just kept getting cameras. Let's fucking plug your new podcast. Podcast. Oh. Tactical butt cheeks. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for saying it was such joy and yeah. bigger because that makes me laugh. Um, I, uh, yeah, it's called Tactical Butt Cheeks. Um, it's pretty loosey goosey. These days just started. We're literally on like 
episode three, I'm going to record it. You're going to probably be a guest more than likely if you say, I'm asking you now right. if you want to be a guest. Okay, yeah. Depending I on the rest accept. of this podcast. What if I just leave and I was like, we will never speak again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we still can mess things up. We've only been 30 minutes in. We could still like mess up our relationship. That's true. I Let me bring up, what are your deepest, darkest secrets? <laughs> I better not. <laughs> <laughs> My deepest secret is that we're not oh, recording boy. any of this. This is just playtime. I just this is elaborate playtime for me. I just bring people over. I'm like, look at this podcast. And then I go, I've wasted your time. <laughs> and you'll never get that hour back. <laughs> That's actually pure genius. If you really want to mess someone over, be like, I just wasted time. And you'd be like, Wow, I didn't realize how precious it was. I actually wasn't having fun or nearly as engaged in the conversation as I let on to be. Okay, bye. I truly wasted your time. <laughs> Toodaloo. <laughs> in fact, I was listening to a podcast in these headphones while you were talking. A different podcast. Now sashay away. <laughs> and that hurts more because I've been watching Drag, ra- drag Race. I'm like, no, I don't want to sashay away. Just hurt my feelings. <laughs> you had um, at a... Uh, uh oh my gosh adam right yeah adam. adam on recently yeah i had adam on recently um we're forgetting adam's last name already adam ray yeah adam ray that's he's, right he's a liar adam's not even his real name i'm outing him on the podcast uh, but do. he goes by everybody in my life has a nickname whether it be like curly sue or wait that's not a nickname <laughs> I mean, it is, but it just sounds like a country ass name. But uh, I did date a curly one time. Uh, did you really? Oh yeah, I've only dated men with name? nicknames. Yeah, he goes. He went by curly. I've also dated a danimal. Uh, a danimal. Oh yeah, and that's he, like animal and like danables yogurt combined. Yeah, he would literally correct you too. He'd be like, "Hey, dude, uh, you said Daniel. It's actually danimal, <laughs> like the yogurt." Wait, was this his real name? Uh, he his name was Dan, but he danimal. coveted the nickname Danimal as if it was his Christian born name. Like you're like, no, what are you doing? Um, but he was a personal trainer and he was also homeless. So he was just like, oh, yeah. He would just come over and eat all of my eggs. I'm just like, <laughs> he'd be like, and speaking buzzwords. Did he take too. the yolks out at least? Oh, no. He would just be like, what you need a personal it. trainer is this? I know. Broats, yotes. He wasn't even certified. He got hired be- just because he it was fit. He even said, he was like, yeah, they know I'm not certified. Yeah, I'm going to get certified. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you shouldn't be training people. Then you're going <laughs> to yeah, hurt yeah. somebody. Uh, but that's the, the uh, that was one of the better candidates I've dated. How long did you and Danimal date for? Probably about a month. A month. A yeah. Month the, eating all your eggs. And yeah. Like, okay. and because he also didn't believe like milk should be refrigerated so i was also like red flag <laughs> red flag like i prefer my milk smooth not chunky my friend so this isn't gonna work out yeah my taste in men has gotten a lot better a lot better are you dating men with homes now and yeah with homes you know their jobs, own eggs their, own, their own eggs their own fridge so you know, I, the guy I'm dating right now, who he's wonderful. Um, he, it, I did go to his house for the first time, and it, I don't know if you've ever seen American Psycho, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But his apartment was very much like that. Very oh, like put like clean and nice. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah like just like a real psycho <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm not used to this i don't like people who have homes 
And if they're going to be in the homes, they better not be clean and nice. You ever have those moments where you just kind of have an epiphany and a good laugh at the same time? You're like, ha ha, oh. <laughs> like, that yeah. was off-putting for me. Yeah, like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is. I'm like American Psycho, that guy who kills people. That's the only way someone can have a nice house and a clean house is if they murder people. <laughs> like, we set the bar so low as improvisers. Oh my God, it's so bad. Like, but uh, I'm just learning. I'm 36. Yeah. I've been grappling and wrestling with like learning how to like clean the house and dust and make my bed. And I know and it's like such, it's such a, I'm wrestling with it, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I know I need it and I know I love it, but it's like, that's that, that kind of sad. No, it's not like I grew up. I grew up. You know, it's funny because like in my house growing up, my dad was like a neat freak, mm-hmm. and I'm just I must have killed him because like I like left stuff out everywhere all the time, and um, you know, my brother inherited that from my dad. I think my sister's pretty good too, but like I think I just got real used to people picking up my stuff for me. And uh, and I always appreciated it, like I like mentally I appreciate a clean home. Yeah, but like <laughs> I don't think psychos own clean homes. <laughs> I don't think that's like, a sign of being a psycho. But um, it's so funny. It's like like it's such a wrestle with me. Like every day to be like, you have to wipe off the crumbs on the counter. Yeah, like you, you just cut a piece of bread. And there's crumbs everywhere and jelly. You can't <laughs> leave that for two days. <laughs> Yeah, but you do, and then you're like, you oh, no. Like, one thing that helps me, right, is uh, we don't want ants. We don't want ants. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind it could be, it could just, be. I don't want rats. I don't want, oh, my God. I, I saw my uh, roommate's dog. He's a wiener dog. <laughs> out of the corner of my eye today, his tail, just his tail. And you would have thought I, like, shit my pants and died because... <laughs> I was like, I live on the first floor and that's my worst fear is just a sneaky poo rat just like hanging out. And I was like, oh, thank God you're just a doggy. <laughs> like, but I, I knew it. I was like, one day I'm going to get rat. I'm uh, messy enough to get Aaron, rats. It's going to happen. Why had, <laughs> I love that I set the bar first of all from like, oh no, as long as it's not rats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I'm uh, oh oh psychos clean their place, and then you're like, as long as it's not rats. I think there's somewhere on the spectrum we have to land as two different people. Like, so I, I like we have. <laughs> as long as it's in this, not rats. In this <laughs> when Eric came into my place too, she was like, "Nice place." I'm like, "No, no, just look a little bit closer." <laughs> Yeah, nah, take, not too quick. <laughs> here's a clipboard. Look at the inspection. crack running through the ceiling and the. Um, but we had a um, since we moved in here, the back screen has had a hole in it on the um. on the window. And um, we don't usually open that window too much, but we did one summer, and the trash can's like right in front of that window too. And Aaron, there is nothing as terrifying as watching a rat crawl into your domicile. It is. It is like the most disgusting. Like rats are disgusting outside. Yeah, but when they're in your house, nothing, nothing compares. And like, it's not, it's not a mouse. It's like it's, it's like you wouldn't like, you wouldn't like rest easy if there was like a you know a deer in your house, right? No. Like you'd be like, there's a deer in my house. 
a rat, if it's a rat, rat is no different. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, like any, or a like, deer sized rat. Sorry, a rat sized deer would be adorable. <laughs> <laughs> if there's, have you seen those little um, deer in Florida that are like little baby deer? Have you seen them? They're no. they're miniature deer and they live in like the Keys, I think. No, but they like come. Up, they don't even come up to your house. knees. They're adorable. Oh my god, I have to check. I forget them out. what the specific name is. They're so cute. I'm gonna save it for a real sad day, but yeah, I. I'm I'll so send glad you some deer videos. My husband and I send each other deer, dog, and um, like wolf and fox videos all the time. Oh, I, we like, I think we really like forest animals. What a beautiful relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, but I couldn't imagine legit having a rat. I, no. I'm glad you're filming this because I don't know if people can literally hear my face that I was making <laughs> while you're doing that. Because I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, we got it out of the house, but like, there's, it's just. <laughs> what if the second part of that was we still haven't found him and house just right I pick now. up my feet for the rest of the podcast? Like, <laughs> oh no. Well, you know, in the backyard, like, especially like last year during the pandemic when they. Like when all the restaurants closed, the rats spread out so much in the city. I didn't know that. Yeah, because they were like they. I, I guess like you know they didn't have their regular feeding hubs. Okay. And so they really spread out. Um, and like la- we've always had rats, just like an issue. We're trying to like kill them off or like call three one one and have them like send out bait. But like last year was insane. We like we couldn't like we couldn't be out on our like. <laughs> like back porch for like more than like 60 seconds without seeing a rat and then it was like every 60 seconds another rat another rat which is i mean that's pretty gross it, it kind of ruined the back it, it pretty pretty much ruined the backyard for us last year we've got it we've got it under control this year okay i dumped a bunch of dry ice down all their all their holes oh but it like suffocates them <laughs> <laughs> that's the way you said it you said it like it's and it suffocates them like yeah, i was gonna agree like yeah i know they this <laughs> they can't breathe you know we love to suffocate rats um i have a landlord that or not my landlord but the landlord that lives next door is such i the only way i can describe him He's just an old bitch. <laughs> like he loves to just like complain about his tenants to me. He loves yeah. to just bitch about everything. He's just a bitchy individual. Like he really is. He's just like but in one thing it's just him and the rats. Him versus the rats. Like <laughs> he's always putting out rat traps and just like for him. these goddamn rats. And he's always like hands on the hips just being like can't derby my dog can't derby go and kill him i'm like well first of all no i'm not the rats are bigger than my dog homie what like, kind of dog do you have uh he's a corgi mix oh, um cute. he's overweight so he could probably like he looks bigger like he could take some more rest <laughs> but, but he's got to catch him he got ca- he won't be able to he's i love him very much but he you know he does try like the other day he actually almost caught one he caught a slower rat. I was like, something must have been wrong with that rat than if he was almost able to catch him <laughs> because he's slow. Like, uh, so he almost got, the, I was like outside in my backyard and I see Derby like run into the rat and I sprint across and I'm like cheering for the rat. I'm like, go, go. And the rat's like, yeah, okay, I'll go. And like the rat beelines it away from him through the fence and Derby gets caught up. And I was just like, <sighs> <laughs> It was like 7 a.m. I was like, how dare you make me spread this early in the morning? How dare you? I was so, I'm was i so out of shape, too. I was like, how dare you make me do that? I was so <laughs> mad at him for it. Then like, I I don't usually cheer for rats, but I did in this case. I was like, go live your best life, Ratatouille. Oh, man. Um, 
Oh, so you brought up landlords, and I wanted to ask you this because this is so insane. Maybe you've noticed, and maybe you haven't. Occasionally, the lights flicker in this house. Have you noticed this? Yeah. Do you have ghosts? I was yeah, going to ask. Well, we do have ghosts, but uh, that aside. Okay, cool. Um, this has been great. Thank you so much. Oh, are you scared of ghosts? I'm going to Bookmark that. Let's talk about ghosts in just a second. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, well, um, anytime the washer and dryer runs, all the lights flicker constantly. Oh. And like, it's so ridiculous. Now, it just started, like, maybe the last couple months. And uh, like, I asked my landlord to fix it. And. I, it's gotten so ridiculous that like if I'm recording a podcast, I go downstairs and I put a note on the dryer and I'm like, hi, I'm recording something in my apartment from this time to this time. If it's possible, can you please wait on doing your laundry? Oh, man. Because it flickers that crazy. And I um, just messaged my landlord again about it. And he was like, well, he's like, yeah, I tried a new breaker. He's like, my friend who's a, an electrician said that should that should do it. Um, well, we'll see if he has any more ideas. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. This is just like, is is this an elective thing that like you get to choose if like all the lights <laughs> work are flickering constantly in someone's home? There's like it's supposed to be like a three person <laughs> apartment up there, but six people live up there and three here. And can you imagine how many loads of laundry a week that is? We can't have our lights flickering because it's washer and dryer times nine people times maybe each two loads a week we can't be like having our lights flickering <laughs> so it's just like like is this yeah yeah it's bad johnny's it's bad it um and i was like wait what where do i draw the line like where is a tenant can you be like hey man you got you have to hire someone i'm sorry you can't do it you have to hire somebody who can do it because you can't like oh oh i lord have mercy lord have mercy i do i have that like i i lived in an apartment one time where they we had roaches real bad oh my God. Uh, i moved in to roaches though and you moved into i moved into it i i was oh oh i thought you were saying you moved in two roaches like you started out a family of roaches <laughs> no i moved i moved into roaches uh i moved in two roaches their names are sarah and greg and they're adorable we're like rats are gross but roaches are cute right you guys oh my no. god i moved into it and the landlord was just like i was like hey you got to do something to fix this like this is bad um and i actually like called an exterminator on my own and yeah, they yeah. were like yeah it's I was. I made a joke. I was like, "Yeah, they're eating the young and growing stronger," and they're like, "They're eating the dead and getting bigger." You're right. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> and then the <laughs> landlord was like, "The rest of the building has bed bugs. What are you complaining about?" And I was like, "Oh, set, set in the bar." Yeah, I, exactly. I was like, "Well, that in that case, I won't <laughs> complain at all." Like, <laughs> I I was like, I wasn't on the lease. I was subletting, so I left in the middle of the night. It was we also black mold no heat oh, yeah, they turned off sure. the heat it was a bad apartment oh building oh they took the, the front lock was off the building this was uptown like this was right off the wilson red line this was like 10 years ago and it was just like which is uptown do you think in your assessment like gotten nicer since 10 years ago yes 100 okay. percent. uptown's gotten a lot nicer i don't opinion. have a lot of reason to go through uptown anymore so yeah. like i don't see it yeah it, it's gotten nicer but like still has its rough parts like 
Uptown is one of those where you can see a million dollar home and then turn the corner yeah. and you know like Uptown's also weird because it's like one of the few areas on the north side mm-hmm. that feel a little bit more lived in and rough. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's weird because it, it's it's like basically like going north of the city, it's like really the only neighborhood that feels that yeah, that, that rough. That rough? Yeah, a little bit. And I think maybe some part, parts of Rogers Park. And I could also be totally oh. like, you know, yeah. like not factual about it. But in sure. my opinion, when I lived there, it felt, you know, seemed like a little rougher. But like it, like when I, but they <laughs> only charged me like 500 bucks for everything. And I was like, yeah, yeah let's do it. <laughs> and I learned the hard way that sometimes you have to pay more in rent. because of that kind of stuff but uh you did say you alluded to your apartment being haunted and so i really want to know about no no no. so my apartment definitely isn't haunted but i I would love you would love for it to be no i would absolutely not so here's my thing with ghosts (laughs) go on i'm agnostic about ghosts i don't believe in them but i certainly don't disbelieve in them Okay. And I'm terrified of them, as is I'm terrified of specifically the greys, the aliens that are the greys. Okay. I'm actually like pretty also like fascinated with aliens and like hope that they kind of exist. Okay. I don't hope ghosts exist. Okay. I I get that. I see <sighs> that. I think I have a little less even though I believe aliens do exist because you know they have to they have to statistically that's just how it works that would, wouldn't that be insane if they didn't it really would be boring it would be <laughs> yeah I think, that's, that's I think the they figured out a long time so maybe aliens don't exist and they're like, but we still got to keep the magic alive it's like santa we still have to make people think that aliens exist so let's every now and then fly spacecraft to make them think it's a ufo are you tracking with like a bunch of the ufo talk lately oh <laughs> i haven't but <laughs> my brother every christmas brings up the time he saw a ufo at the motel eight we lived at when we were kids for a Amazing. little bit we lived in a motel and we were outside in the pool and we were in Texas and prime UFO sighting, you know. Yeah, we're in Texas? San Antonio. Oh, you said, okay, San Antonio. Yeah, so San Antonio. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I was just uh, there this year and. Yeah, there's nothing. There's a whole gr- lot of nothing awful. there. Awful. Yep, it's awful terrible. Place. That's why we moved because uh, <laughs> yeah. it's terrible. Uh, we moved from San Antonio to Austin and then to Michigan. But uh, Austin, come on! <laughs> everyone, here's the thing. Everyone's so lo- fun. Everyone loves Austin. They're like, we were just there. Like I, we had adventured in our van this year, and we like oh, know, that's hashtag awesome. van life for three and a half months, <sighs> and we did Austin for at least a month. Um, mm-hmm. And we actually circled back and went back when it got warmer. So nice, just so like out, so just a nice mix of like outdoorsy and artsy venues mm-hmm. and liberal and conservative and like just a yeah. cool, real cool city. Yeah, it, and that it, was even cool city during the pandemic. Yeah, that's like how we were experiencing it. Yeah, that's imagine it like completely open up to yeah, it's like south by southwest i think is out, out there like i could be totally wrong on everything i'm saying no that's but, correct um uh, thank you uh for <laughs> reassuring me uh, uh yes yeah, no austin's great but like yeah san antonio that's where we saw the ufos and my brother every christmas is like wait UFOs. Can, you, can you talk can you tell me about this ufo experience and that just like well, we were just swimming. We were just p- pattern around outside, okay. right? We were just swimming. And gotcha. my brother's like... <laughs> you were there too? Yeah, I was there too. So it was okay. me and him. And that's why he, he brings me in on this argument every time. He's like, 
Aaron was there. And I'm like, I was also five. (laughs) I remember seeing something in the sky that I thought was really cool, but I can't tell you if exactly it was a UFO or a plane. Okay. But for to help my brother keep his, like, you know, the magic alive throughout the years, I just say yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, yeah, sure. And then he's like, you saw also owe me four dollars from 1996 i'm like pay pay off that debt just pay that debt off i i thought i did i thought i paid it off several times as a dollar (laughs) i can't turns out you can't pay certain debts off and that's uh when a 10 year old spends any money on his little sister he's like i'm gonna hold this over your head for the rest of your life but i've lived in haunted places back to being haunted i've lived in some haunted freaking places here we go here we go tell me Okay, so I'm also I'm uh, here's the thing too about ghost stuff is I try not to like think about them or dwell about them too much cuz like I will freak myself out. Like it's something that oh, I will like like creep myself out on. Oh, this and I know that I have out. the power. I know that I have the power to not dwell on those or like like it's like I do this all the time on YouTube. Like I like lately not lately. I always have to combat the like like watching awful like shooting videos before I go to bed or like cops being evil. Yeah. Cause then I like, I'm like, I know that I have the power to not watch this stuff. Yeah. And I've like really, I had to work for a while and like not listening to ghost stories because I, I, anyways, but I want to hear this ghost. Cause it'll, it'll, yeah, I will truly, especially in the basement. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. All right. Hit me. I'll hit Hit you with this. So, this is my like creepiest uh, ghost story I have. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, where where are we in the world? Are you in Michigan? Are you in so, Austin? This is in Michigan. Okay. Um, where did you grow up in Michigan? So I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Right. More specifically? Uh, right on uh, 400 Hoover Street. <laughs> ah! oh, like, so you're saying Grand Rapids. You lived in Grand Rapids yes. proper. Yeah, Grand Rapids proper. So, I lived in... Or a little close to downtown, actually. I lived in Wyoming and Granville, and I say I lived in Grand Rapids. Gotcha. But you lived in Grand Rapids. Yeah, I lived in like five minutes from Founders. Like, and, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's pretty close to downtown. But this was a different house. The first house we moved into in Michigan... Um, like there's two houses we spent time in the first house we moved into we were renting because it was condemned like it had been closed by the bank and then because of the ghost because of the ghost it was actually a, a crack house before we took it over okay. um so that's why we were so able we know to what type of ghosts it. are there now okay. yeah okay. they're haunting everybody they're there died. uh so we had like a basement that had like it was a real creepy. It had that pull, old fashioned like pull open from the bottom of the floor door. <laughs> oh yeah, one of those real creepy like. I bet there's a trap door, and there is to the basement. Uh. So we had that, and then you go down in the basement, and there's just it was just like littered with like broken beer bottles when we first got in there, and it was just like it looked just horrible like uh like some there was a huge hole ba- like dug out in the side of the wall it looked like it was someone's body was buried in it. it was like the size Stop. of a body was real creepy i just remember as a kid being like this is real creepy right yeah. and i knew something was wrong with the house when i was a kid like i could just feel it uh. um and so this story actually takes place when we were adults so when we were adults okay, we cool. I like i like it better already it's more yeah so as, reliable so yes so this happened to us as kids but we saw it when we were adults so Stop. i will tell you it was videotaped <gasps> oh yeah. no i'm getting the 
tingles. Oh, I'm getting the tingles. Already, it's going to happen to you. Well, oh, just wait no. for it. So my little, my brother has saved up for a video camera. And one of I have three brothers. Oh, one my of my older God. brothers saved up for a video camera. <laughs> and he would film like everything. And then when we go to sleep, my little brother uh, had issues sleeping when he was little. So he was like four years old at the time. So he picked up the video camera one night. And decided to go to our room. My brother and I shared a room. Go to our room and mess with us, right? So he had the camera. It was a press record. He he, oh. he filmed a, he like filmed himself slapping my brother in the face a few times. <laughs> it was like, and we're watching this as adults, no. and we're like, oh, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. And um, one thing you need to know is that the way the room was set up, it was like bed. Closet in the middle. What and, time of night is this? Bed. This was like, two, like must have been two in the morning. Two in the morning, okay. maybe even three in the morning. Maybe middle who of the knows? Night. It was middle of the night, like dead asleep. Okay. And when he pans around the room the first time, you can see me peacefully sleeping on my bed. Shut up. And my brother in his bed, and everything's fine. And then he goes to leave the room, and we're watching this as adults, being like, "Look at this funny <laughs> footage we're founding no, or we found as no, kids." No, no. And he goes to pan around the room again. And when he pans around the room, he does it real quick. But my brother goes, hey, 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 what was that? What was that? Was that? Go back, go back, go back. He goes back and you see I'm off the bed. I'm not on the bed anymore. Ugh. We freeze the frame. Stop. And there's just this charred figure <gasps> of no! a body no! pointing at the closet. No. Mm-hmm. And it's videotaped? It was videotaped, yep. And spun around the room. Stop, and Aaron. we we freeze-framed it. We saw it several times. We were like, oh my God, this is what we're seeing. This is what we're seeing. And at the end of it, he walks down the stairs and just leaves it videotaping the wall for like five hours. And we were both like, we turn off the video and we're both just like tear. Everyone's terrified. The next day we go to show our parents. No one can find the tape. Tape doesn't exist anymore. And either one of my brothers destroyed it or it disappeared somewhere in the house. But I swear on everything. That is what happened. And we were both, we were all like, did we just see what we we're seeing? And we're like, we checked the closet and there's just like stuff buried in the corner and like it looked like so it looked like a charred body. It pointing. looked like a charred body pointing. Yeah, yeah. I remember it being covered in some sort of cloth but burned. And that's what I could make out. And I was just like, all were me and my brothers were there too, and they'll tell you the same story. They're just like, We don't know what happened to the tape. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So that was the the that did not surprise me at our old house for that, but yeah. Man, yeah. I've had several haunted apartments since, so I feel like kind of ghosts maybe follow me around. You? I'm susceptible. Like I recently was at my house just chilling, and uh, something, someone or something breathed on the back of my neck, and <laughs> I quickly did you. what any ghost hunter would do. I checked for <laughs> vents. I was like, "Is there any vent? Is there any way okay. air could yep. have done this?" Yep. Like, I'm not. I'm not just out here being like. Ghost to real, ghost to real. I'm like, ghost to real, and I know it because I can prove it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I tell you one that, um, so this didn't happen yes. to me, but it happened to my cousins. And oh, I like, love it. Do it. And I, I just love a good, I love a good ghost story. I love the, like, the mystery of it. So this is, involves Grand Rapids. Do you, do you know the restaurant? Oh, man. I don't, I want to say it's like around either like Wealthy or Cherry, somewhere, somewhere up in that area called, it used to be called Gibson's. Mm hmm. And now it's like it's changed owners and become like a Mexican restaurant and a few other things. It's a big mansion, and um, 
you know, whatever. Anyways, supposedly it's haunted. And my cousins, do you have a Gibson story? <laughs> no, I'm just excited for oh, this story. Okay. I'm like, looking at me like, oh, I have one too. Um, so my cousins had a cleaning business for a while. And like the guy like walked them through and he was like, hey, um, uh, so like, hey, this is like like this room and that room. And like there's a diner, blah, blah. Oh, that's what the twins used to be, blah, blah, blah. And, like the family that used to live there. Um, and like mentioned that like people said it's kind of haunted or whatever. Or at least they knew that going in. And um, one, so two things happened to them. At one point during the night, they were walking like through a corridor, like uh, down the stairs or something, and they both froze at the same time because like they heard what they thought was children's like a, ch- a child's voice for a second. And they're like, "Did you hear that?" And they're like, "Okay, it could have been like the squeaking or something." Blah blah blah. And then later that night, they are in the main dining room, and they're vacuuming. And they have like the television on, and the television is like a news show that would be like, um, like some sort of like, uh, sitting at a table news show having a conversation, not like reporting and stuff like that. So it's just that's the only audio that you would hear, right? Mm-hmm. And then they said both at the exact same time from the other side of the room, they heard about five seconds of two children like kind of calling out for help. <gasps> Oh, and they sweaty. and he said it was so real. It was like from the opposite side of the room to the TV. He said it was so real that my cousin Ryan was like, like ran over, like started to run over there to go like help them because he's like, I have nephews. I know like you hear a child calling out for help, and then immediately like hair back of like his neck, like that should not be happening right now. Oh my god! And they both heard it, and it's just like. Ugh. Oh, and I, it was funny is when I watched them <laughs> tell the story to me, like I saw them go through the emotions of like kind of getting choked up, kind of feeling embarrassed, telling the story of like, this is just what happened. Yeah. And I'm like, you're, you're not lying at least about the experience you thought you had. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that, that, that much was true is you thought that happened. Yeah. What, like what, you know, whether it actually happened from ghosts, obviously, is up to interpretation or reality. Really. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's yeah. like those stories where you know someone's not bullshitting you and they're like, this did happen to me. Yeah, because I'm, I'm terrified. And you could see it on their face. Like, you're, they're reliving that moment of like, Ugh. Yeah. yeah. I... Um, my old apartment. Oh God! One of my old apartments. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. I know you won't be able to. I used to. I was doing my makeup one time in a mirror and our pantry. I heard a little girl singing hymns. Oh, okay, that's sweet. in Italian. And oh. I. But here's the. Oh no! Oh, no. Like, and she was burnt, covered in like burnt <laughs> fabrics, pointing to the pantry. <laughs> she was like, "The cookies are in there. Um, Do you want some?" <laughs> she, I don't know Italian, but I knew. I knew. I know what Italian sounds like. Uh, you know okay, what I mean? Okay. But she was definitely singing in Italian, and like. Um, the creepy thing about it is I told it to someone we uh, both know, uh, Jay Steigman. And um, they're a wonderful (gasps) performer around town, but um, they were like, really, they're really into ghosts and they're really into the paranormal. And so they were like, Hey, that when I said that to them, they were like, um, that might be a demon masquerading as a little kid because we had just put up, my roommate had just put up a um, Ellis Island, like her family coming over and like um, the picture of the immigrant Italian children up on the wall. And 
she had just put an old picture photograph of her family up on the wall. And so it could have been the ghost of maybe, or the essence of one of them, but, or she was saying like a demon that might be masquerading as a little kid. Who, I mean, who knows? Who knows? But they, everyone wanted to film and record their, every, <laughs> their, all their paranormal things in my house when I lived there to the point too, where like, my mom got me ghost hunting equipment because she just heard <laughs> yeah, so much. So stupid. Like I like a picture frame of my ex and I were in, next to my bed, and uh, not my. <laughs> that'd be weird if I still kept one of my. my they were your ex at the time. The, they weren't my ex <laughs> okay. at the time. I keep all of my exes next to my bed. Danimo, curly. They're, they're piling up. <laughs> they're piling up. <laughs> Their houses are getting cleaner and cleaner as I <laughs> continue to date. But they like one time the picture was like up on the ceiling of my my closet uh, me and my significant other there was a picture and it was just up on the ceiling in my closet and i pulled it down no and i was like there's no way they could be stuck up there because i didn't stick it up there oh it was stuck to the ceiling it was stuck to the ceiling <laughs> in my closet like okay. and i was like that is bizarre that is so, bizarre so I believe in that's ghosts one because sticky, I've had enough. That's one sticky photo. <laughs> you know, that's why we're not together anymore. <sighs> um, okay, so I can't stop now that we started. Uh, can't stop. You know, stop. Uh, you know Jeff Gandy, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our old colleague. Old colleague, yeah. Um, so he told me the story once and it creeped me the fuck out. He said at his grandma's house, he's like, his grandma's house was like, oh yeah, this this house is like obviously haunted like growing up. Like, it was just something like, oh yeah, you know. You just knew about yeah. that. Yeah. And um, she was like, God, he, okay, so there used to be this clown <gasps> that would like sit out uh, and uh, his grandma after a while like put it away in the, um, yeah, put it away in the closet and he's like he has a very distinct memory of opening the closet and the clown laughing at him (gasps) and as an adult years and years later he mentioned that to one of his cousins and he's like i have the same memory And this wasn't like this wasn't a clown that like had a drawstring and laughed or anything. No, he's like I have the exact same memory. No, 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 no! Burn it, burn Burn it it to the ground. No, here's the thing. (laughs) She said she said they were she said they were friendly ghosts. His his grandma. She's like yeah, they're like she's like it's okay. Like yeah, they live here too. (laughs) I'm so I'm so happy I don't have ghost experiences, and I'm trying also. Uh, I don't want to open that door. I don't want to open the door to the ghost in my life. Just if they're here, toodaloo. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, I'm not seeking them out. I'm not getting ghost hunting gear. I'm not going looking <laughs> for them. So you're saying that uh, like I'm I'm putting myself in the thick of the yeah, ghost. I, I am. I definitely yeah, am. You Let's are. be honest. I love doing it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't love it. Do I you get believe they scared. Do you, where do you fall on? Do they actually exist? Ghosts? I think I definitely believe they exist okay. um, because I've had enough experiences to know 
that they do, but also here it made it made me realize I wasn't atheist but agnostic because I was like, yeah, because there's that. Met- now you got you you just made a metaphysical choice about your world. Yep, I was like, oh, if I believe in ghosts, then anything else is possible, right? So then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that opens me up to I don't know what it is. Something's possible. Like if you believe yeah. in aliens, there's some level of belief of something, right? So you can't sure. completely say that you lack all you know belief for everything, but it depends on who you are. But right. for me, that's what made me be like i'm agnostic um do you know who richard dawkins is very i think it's him i think it's him i'm thinking of right now i might be wrong everybody but uh apparently so he's like a very famous agnostic and if i'm thinking of the right guy right now like writes a bunch of books about like why you should be agnostic blah 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 very outspoken kind of like his seems like it's his mission in life (laughs) one of those yeah and uh um apparently he says that, like, though, when he goes to stay somewhere, he does ask. He's like, is this place haunted? And, like, he avoids it. He's like, which is interesting, right? It's interesting that, like, you yeah. know, like, on paper you can be an agnostic, but it might not change a knee-jerk feeling of, like, but I'm not going to take my chance. You yeah, know what I mean? like... Or, I'm- like... Yeah, I think there's a lot of things like incongruities we have in our own life, right? Where it's like, yeah, yeah maybe on paper I feel this way, but like but, this is my stance, but yeah. just in case. Just in case. Like, it's kind of interesting because he's such a hardcore like uh, atheist. It's so like pragmatic and so like you know, the material world, you know? And then all of a sudden you're afraid of that. that see, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. You can't like be like, nothing exists and then be like, well, ghosts exist. <laughs> like, I think maybe that's... Yeah, what, also you can't be sure of anything that's unknown. You can't, yeah. It doesn't mean it exists, but you can't say with 100% com- confidence that the things you don't know about don't exist. Like, exactly. that's silly. I, that's silly. That, that is ridiculous. Yeah, hedge your table. <laughs> hedge your back. You don't have to use your, like, you don't have to be afraid of ghosts the rest of your life or whatever, but, like, at least, at least admit to the fact that there's probably uh, things outside of your domain of knowledge. Yeah, that you... Come, come now. That you might not know about or, you know, exp- and I think, too, like, what... Uh, changes people's experience, right? Until you have an experience. With, like, I bet he yeah. had an experience that he maybe might have been open about or something, but something changed that for him. Like something happened where it made him scared of haunted things or spirits <laughs> or things like that. But I would love to stay at like those hotels and things like that. God, yeah. But I so know something it. would you happen. I do. I do. I want to. But that's why they I'm come just... to me. They're like, we know she'll talk to us. Boom, boom, boom. I'm a medium. I'm telling everyone I'm a medium now. Do you think, are you less trustworthy as a witness because you want it? Maybe. Like you want to have these experiences, so. Yeah, maybe because could. I'm high a lot too. I always love to preface. Okay, okay, all right. I always love to preface. Give us some reasons that we could doubt you a little bit more yeah. because I want to sleep better tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Always blazing it up. Oh, uh, the video actually, like, um, we were watching in the dark and I had my glasses on and, like. Yeah, and maybe uh, maybe I just turned into a charred figure all of a sudden. Yeah, that one I for did sure. have a charred figure up in my room as a. <laughs> That God, that one for so sure sick. is real for sure. Like the breath on the back of the neck might have been a high thought or a high feeling, <laughs> but I will say the other one is definitely hundred percent true. But I don't believe you now. Uh, you now I don't you believe anything you say. You did a, me a favor and you gave me uh, 
a more of a, a choice to disbelieve you now. You know what? Thank you so I much. I hope ghosts come Thank you. I hope you no, get a ghost don't. experience tonight. I hope you do. I hope you need it. It'll create, it'll just build uh. some more character. And then maybe I'm going to get a call tomorrow and be like, ring, ring. Aaron, <laughs> I'm charred and I'm pointing <laughs> at your closet. <laughs> I would lose my mind. I'm already sweating. Just you jokingly say that. I'm like, okay, oh, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. That's what's really going to happen now. Because I'm hashing up all these ghost yeah. stories. I when I first saw the like first Conjuring movie, I woke up at the. Exact I, won't, I won't watch that stuff. Oh, don't! Yeah, I, I don't, don't watch anything like. I won't watch it's anything spooky. that's scary in a demonic sort of way. Yeah, because it's as, real as, as you know about me growing up in West mm-hmm. Michigan, I grew up very very evangelical Christian. Yeah, and like you grow up like people reinforcing like this is a real reality. And like, you know what I mean? It's not like, no, the monster is not under the bed. It's like, no, the monster is under the bed in those worlds. Yeah. Because they're like, yes, this fits into our metaphysical belief system of like, there are demons and there are ghosts or maybe not ghosts, but like at least very, at least there's demons. demons. Yeah. And so yes, a hundred percent, that's a viable option. And then plead the blood of Jesus over it if it comes out, but it is a viable option. It's not that, it's not that sort of thing of like, oh no, come on, sweetie. There's no such thing as that. It's like, no, there is oh man and if that happens here's some tools which that's not to like do it uh, my see that's even more terrifying for a kid be like i know you have like yeah you have the love of god to protect you but demons do exist like oh yeah yeah and every yeah. time something's wrong with you they're like it's a demonic possession or something like that but, but you know what even to like take a bigger step back and um you know, talk just religion, just in general. Like, there's like it's pretty awful too to just tell a kid that like most of the world is burning in hell for eternity. Yeah, like and the most loving person in the world has sent them there. Like, that's an awful belief too. Yeah, like you better be good, or it's you know, and yeah. that's like there's a lot of like you were raised like uh, with a religious background, but I was extremely. raised atheist, and then you you sought out. I sought out Christianity in high school. <laughs> yeah, yep. I told you this. I, I I became a Christian in high school to rebel against my parents. <laughs> that is so good, <laughs> and it worked. It pissed them off. They were that like, "Oh, okay." So my dad was sitting there just eating his like DiGiorno pizza after like a long shift, and I just sneak up with my little teen Bible, and I'm like, "Teen Papa, Bible, <laughs> Papa, would you like your soul to be saved today?" And he's like, "Ah." Oh. Big girl, because that was my nickname. Big girl. <laughs> I'm trying to eat my pizza. What are you doing, right? Uh-huh. And I would just, I was also a bouncer at all the youth group um, concerts <laughs> because I mentioned I was a burly kid and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. they approached me about it. They were and, like, and would we you say- like to be a bouncer? To paint a picture for those who don't know, because it yeah. is such a niche world. It is a niche world. Yeah, you went to Res Life, didn't you? I went to Res Life. There's like multiple mega churches in West Michigan, and mm-hmm. like they like set up shop to like they had like pool tables, yeah, like concerts and lights, and oh, like fog machines. It was insanity. It it's had, very yeah. It's very like and there's and not only is there there's not just one church in town that's doing this. There's multiple church in towns, which just goes to tell you how much patronage uh is going to all these churches and how much money is going to all these churches like these are venues these are venues unlike probably any venue that we've really performed Mm -hmm. in even yeah it's weird isn't it it's like you think about like the amount of like (laughs) resources uh in multiple like multiple buildings all around our, our city that like yeah we had a bouncer 
at our Christian concert. Uh, yeah, like, and like, but it was all vo- it's such a, volunteer it's, teens yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're still like. They even though they have all this money, they're still gonna save it where they want to, and that yes. was giving me a, a a bright yellow shirt and being like stand at the front of the stage and make sure kids don't worship too close to the stage because <laughs> they'll get hurt by the guitar swinging around. Like that was their biggest concern. Like kids would be praising and be like, you know, doing their thing, and then you'd be like, gently push them back, like just gently push them back, just gently the love of Jesus, they, push, them back. The love of Jesus push them back. Like name a couple concerts that happened that you were about to, about there for oh man uh jurassic four i think it oh, was don't don't know them jurassic I four real, um, christian. i believe they were christian i might be now just starting to name bands i know switchfoot was one of them switchfoot classic yeah, classic bleach was another one that came through um that was bigger um a bunch of other ones but they were like I wasn't like in it for too long because this is exactly what happened. It was like, I was all about youth group and everything. And then one day the conversation of like gay marriage got brought up and mind you, this is like 2004, you know, it's not yeah. legal by any means. Yet. Yeah. And nor has the cultural tide shifted yet. A hundred percent. And right. I was raised by my mom and drag Queens, you know, her chosen family were drag Queens. So I grew up very, very much a you know lgbtq plus like mom very heavily involved in rights and everything like that and the conversation of gay rights came up and you could hear a record scratch because they were all like it's wrong blah, blah, blah. and i was like no it ain't and then it was yep. like <laughs> and everybody looked at me and i was like oh and then this is where we part ways that's like, a catalyst for so many people Yep, it's when I it's when I completely left and changed because yep. I I I I wanted something to. And I'm saying that as a gay to. man, but also yeah, that is a catalyst for a lot of people. Even if like, yeah. you're, you're you don't rep, like uh, represent if you don't identify as gay, right? Yeah. A lot of people are just like, yeah, that's not great. Well, and here's the thing: is like I grew up knowing that I was queer in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. I was like, this ain't straight. <laughs> <laughs> Like I've st- I used to rent Wild Things from uh, wait, Family what? Video. Wild, what is Wild Things. Wild Things is a video. Uh, is a not a video. It is a movie uh, with um, God, what's her name? Uh, Nev Campbell's in it. So is Denise uh, something. Richards. Denise Richards in it. And there is a threesome <laughs> scene in there with two girls okay. and the guy. And I was just like, when the girls kissed, and, and they kissed in the pool too. In one of the scenes, I would rent it, watch it over and over and over again and i'm like yep it wasn't until i was like an adult you know out like i think maybe i came out when i was like 28 or something but like until i knew I, w- I was just like i always knew that i was like not completely straight and so like being in the church at that time i was like oh you don't like me like i don't know exactly what uh-huh. i am yet but i know that you don't like me like mm-hmm. i don't know what my sexuality is it's ever changing but like I just knew I didn't feel like I belonged anymore. And that's not so much the case. Like there's a lot of places that are Unitarian or like, you know, have more of like all is welcome type of stuff. So it's not like I wouldn't, you know, broach it now, but like back then it was like, Oh, hard divide between us. Yep. Totally get it. 
Yeah. Totally get it. Totally that get is it. a can of worms for that your is, podcast. Yeah, I might have you on. We'll talk about that for sure. We don't we don't got enough time left for We that. don't got enough time. Sorry, we're gonna leave you hanging there. Yeah, sorry you guys. You gotta tune in to Tactical Butt Cheeks. <laughs> yeah, Tactical Shameless plug Which in is my on podcast. Spotify, right? I looked it up on Spotify. Yes, it is on Spotify, Google Check Music, it out. It's I think. Fun. Yeah, it's fun. Check it out. Um but yeah, and Clucks and Yucks if you're ever in town. Clucks and Yucks. Check it out. Aaron might be nice enough to let me come up and try some stuff. Oh, anytime you want to. I'd love to have you. It's a very supportive room, so I love plugging it. I've got to get comfortable failing. This is the the thing I want to give myself this year is like, you do stand up until you're not afraid of stand up. Yep. Until You know what I mean? Uh Because right now it holds a thing in my head. Yep. And um, I think that's a nice place to like, I am so not afraid of improv, right? Yeah, I'm still afraid of scripted stuff in general. Like I get an audition here and there. Yeah, like I have like you know like little stress dreams about like scripts, and I'm just like, well, you know what? Here's my here's my here's my challenge for myself is at least get to a place where you're you've you've embraced your fear. Yeah, because I think that's at least you checked it off the list of like cool. Like, at least that fear didn't manipulate me. Yeah, it took me at least five times to go up before I stopped throwing up right beforehand. Oh. So, to know that those... I know improvisers who throw up before, like, shows. Yep. I'm like, that's why that's, that's really, stressful. It's just a phys- physical reaction sometimes that yeah. like your, your, your brain's just like, oh, I gotta get this out. Yeah, so you gotta do it. Gotta pura vida, pura vida, pure life, throw up, embrace <laughs> the fear. Aaron, thank you so much for doing this podcast. Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. I had a great time. Well, thanks for having me too when I come to yours. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, don't thank me when you're there. They'll be like, I already thanked you. On yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Come on.